Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Welcome back, everybody, to Advice from a Call Center Geek, the Contact Center Operations Podcast, where we focus on actionable items that you can take back into your contact center to improve your quality, to improve your agents, have a little bit of fun in your call center, and hopefully improve the customer experience at the same time. My name is Tom Laird. I am the call center geek and the host. I am the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group. Expedia is a 500-seat call center outsourcer located here in beautiful and becoming more spring-like Erie, Pennsylvania, located uh, located in northwestern PA. So again, welcome welcome back. I wanted to talk about uh, something that you know I've gotten some emails on, and it's something that I'm kind of surprised I haven't brought up earlier in, in an earlier episode, and that's you know how to do sales in your contact center. You know, no matter what type of, of call center or, or contact center you operate internally or, or maybe even as an outsourcer, there's always some aspect of sales. You know, customer service centers are, are looking to upsell or cross-sell. Outbound call centers or, or direct response call centers are really focused on, on those conversion numbers and, and how many, how many quote-unquote sales they have, right? But the question arises, you know, how do we get our associates to do this the right way without having our quality drop? Now, if you are just a internal hardcore sales call center, you know maybe you're not that that worried about the customer experience. You're just really focused on the the end result, which is you know getting a sale. But with an outsourcer like us, you know, we focus on client needs, and and every single client that has some type of sales program or, or cross sell up sell. Number one, they still want the customer experience to, to be cool and to be you know spot on. Number two, they need that sale. And that conversion, those conversion numbers to be in the right, uh, the right universe, right? So we, we have to make sure that we meet those. And number three, they need to make sure that there's every single disclosure that, that needs to be read as read and that we are totally on the right side of the law when it comes to any type of compliance issues. So the question arose, you know, as we were, as we were evolving as, a, as an organization, you know, how do we change this? How do we change the thought process of just – you know, going to get a sale and, and checking it off on a block that Susie has five sales and because of that, you know, Susie did a good job today. As you know from, from our Moneyball episode, you know, I, I really like to look at metrics differently. I, I think, you know, a lot of the things that we have done in the past have got us results that, you know, why they may be okay. They're not up to the standard of today's customer. And I think we, we wanted to take that type of customer service thought process on the metric side and apply it to the sales side. So we, we kind of did that. And what we have, have done is we have gone away with using the word sale in our call center. I know that sounds crazy, right? 
So we don't use the word sale at all. And it's kind of, I don't want to say frowned upon, but it's a lower quality result if somebody just has a sale. So we don't really talk about it. So what we have done in our call center for both the inbound and our outbound programs is we use the term ERQ. So Susie didn't have five sales today. Susie had five ERQs. We don't say we try to say ERQ, right? It's kind of weird. So man, we just, you know, we we kept it as ERQ. What does ERQ mean? ERQ stands for the end result of quality. On sales programs, ERQ is the end goal because it ties into everything that is our culture, right? What is our culture? Our culture is attitude and effort. So this adds into attitude, the effort, and then the sales piece of this as well. So basically, not only did we get a sale, but did we get the sale the right way? So every single time that we get a sale in our call center, you know, those don't just go into a database and get sent or batched to a client or, or through an API get, get automatically sent to our client. They go to our QA department, which is our, you know, our quality assurance department. And every single sale, and I'm going to probably stop using the word sale even on the podcast now and just talk about ERQ, every single ERQ that gets sent gets listened to. And it's got to hit, you know, four or five uh, of these criteria. And really, it's, it's, it's five, five different types of criteria to become a, a full-born ERQ. And if it's an ERQ, then it is blessed, you know, and, and it's put into the database or, or sent to the client. And, uh, and we say, you know, that's a, that's a good sale. That's a good ERQ. So the first thing that, that these, these ERQs have to have is, number one, were they in full compliance with all regulations? You know, this is, you know, it's really program-specific, but includes things such as not even approaching the line when it comes to verbiage. You know, giving proper language in its full context, reading all disclosures verbatim. You know, our rule at Expedia when it comes to anything of that, that is remotely that deals with compliance is if you are approaching the line on a compliance issue, then you're already over the line. So we want to make sure that, you know, we didn't uh, say anything misleading to the, to the customer in, in securing that ERQ. The second concept is the tone of our associates is important. You know, while sales calls and customer service calls may have different goals, the tone of the associate should still be the same. You know, if you have a sales associate that is pushy, that talks down to customers, you know, does everything they can to get that sale, you know, I don't want it, right? Because that's not an ERQ. That's not an end result of quality. Because even whether you're on an inbound or an outbound program, the tone is still the message, and we still have to treat the customer with respect, have them have a as cool of a customer experience as we possibly can, even if we're, we're on an outbound or a sales type program. Number three, and this is a big deal, is, is how do we sell the ERQ? You need to be able to sell the program on its merits, right? So you have to make sure that, you know, you're, you're not just selling things on a low commitment, you know, take this for a 30, because a lot of programs, you know, from the call center side, will have some type of 30 day or, or 15 day trial, but we don't want to ever sell it on low commitment because then our stick rates will, will drop. So we want to make sure that we, we keep the customer as long as we possibly can by actually training our associates to sell on the merits. You know, if we're selling the fact that the customer can cancel for a refund anytime, then what's the point, right? You know, remember, again, the tone is the message, making sure that our concept of selling deals with the, the merits of the program, showing how the customer really needs it and not just selling it because we want to get it in their hands for 30 days. Even when we have clients to say, guys, that's what I want you to do. 
you know, we will do that to a certain extent, but we'll always try to add as many benefits as we possibly can, you know, actively listening to the customer, hearing what their needs are, and then using one of the benefits to, uh, to, to hopefully get us a result from an ERQ. So again, selling it the proper way is just as important as the tone, is just as important as being in compliance with, with any kind of issues. Number four deals with the, the associate's technique when it comes to really dealing with disclosures or any type of, of legal issues. We have to make sure that, especially when we're dealing with any type of financial products, when we're dealing with any type of TCPA regulations, um, any state regulations that make sure that we have to read some some specific disclosures, that number one, all those get read, read verbatim. You know, so many times we'll be in the middle of a disclosure where a customer will have a question and then we, the, the associate may forget to go back and just kind of end the call because they, you know, thought that they read the disclosure or just kind of blew through that part. Well, that's not an ERQ, right? Because the ERQ has to have these, these five main points all checked off. And if we're not reading a disclosure verbatim, then, you know, that's, that's not a sale. That's not an ERQ. The most frustrating thing for our reps and for our QA department is when we have a, a customer that definitely wants the sale. The, the associate, you know, sells it on its merits, has a great tone. They have a great rapport together. And, you know, they, they leave out something in the disclosure. And as good as that sounds, and we all know that that customer actually wants the product, you know, sometimes the customer's begging for the product, but we cannot put that sale through to give it to the customer until it's called back and until we make sure that legally we've read that disclosure totally verbatim. So that's a big piece of the ERQ pie. All right, let's talk about the last I guess, topic or concept that we need to make sure that we hit off of our ERQ checklist, and that's make sure we wrap the call up appropriately, right? We still want to provide a a quality, as good as we can, customer experience. So to make sure that we're asking the customer if there's anything else we can help them with, if there's anything else we can get for them, uh, making sure that if there's any type of end disclosure, because sometimes each state will have us, you know, make sure that we are, you know, have a specific close that goes with that. But just tying the, the the bow around that ERQ, making sure that the customer is happy, that the customer always we want always want the customer to hang up first, right? We never want to be somebody who hangs up on the customer, even on a sales call that we already have secured everything that we possibly have needed. So, again, anyone can get a sale, you know, to, to kind of wrap this up. Anybody can get a sale. They're they're super easy. You know, anyone can fudge information. Anybody can push sales through on a on a screen if they they kind of fool the you know maybe fool the CRM. You know that takes no talent. That takes no skill. You know, getting a sale in our organization is actually looked down upon. We want ERQs. You need to change the culture of your sales center, especially if you have a lot of chargebacks, especially if you have a lot of people not sticking and canceling early. You know, all call centers with any sales aspect should not be looking for sales. They should be looking to achieve the end result of quality or an ERQ. I think that that's a pretty important, you know, piece of what we do here at Expedia and, and why, again, I, I don't come on the, the call center geek to sell Expedia. But when you're looking for a call center outsourcer, when you're looking to, to change the culture in your own internal center from a sales aspect, you have to look in, in, in scent and be able to put all the pieces of what you want together in, in kind of a, a quick format. Again, just because you get a sale doesn't mean it's a good sale. 
and you have to really think through, well, what makes something a good sale? And you have to get it through your the heads of your associates of, of what's you know an appropriate sale. And then when you can change the culture to get them to really buy into saying, oh, my gosh, you know what? That's right. And get the leaders to say, you know what? This ERQ thing, this is this is where it should be. And, to, you know, to have your QA say, hey, guys, you know that you didn't read that disclosure totally verbatim. And when your reps go, oh, man, that's not an ERQ, then all right, let me call that back. That's when your culture starts to change. That's when you get higher stick rates. That's when you get higher conversion numbers. That's when you get a better customer experience. And again, we all know the whole deal. Even on sales calls, people are going to go online. People are going to rate you. People are going to review you. So it is vital now that we are not selling just for the sake of selling, but we're selling the right way with very high quality on the merits of the program, making sure that we read every single disclosure and making sure that we have as good of a customer experience as we possibly can have. So that's my take. That's not really, I guess it's not really a sales episode on how to sell, but it's more of a concept episode on what are some of the things that you really should be looking at in your sales center to change the quality, to enhance the product um, sales quotas, to make sure your finance people are happy, your customer service executives are happy, and your legal team is happy. Because once those guys are happy, you know, a lot of things can, can really fall into place. You know, we'll discuss more things on actual sales skills because I think there's a, there's a couple episodes that we could do on that that get me pretty excited, even though I know I focus a lot on the, on the customer service side. So, again, I, I hope that that – can can help change the culture a little bit of your contact center. I, I hope that helps you at least gets you thinking of of what are some of the things that may work. It might not be ERQ for you, but it might be a you know an LCT. I, I don't know, uh, but but think some of those things through to try to change the the culture and the sales culture to to try to give you some higher quality uh, sales goals. So that's what I got for you guys for this week. Thank you, thank you very much for listening. I want to just again throw it out to you that uh, number one. We do have all of our social media assets. So there is a Advice from a Call Center Geek Facebook page. We have Advice from a Call Center Geek Twitter account. We have an Instagram account as well. I would like to just give a, a quick plug. I will be speaking um, at, we are, as you guys probably know, we, we deal with Nice in Contact and they're having their user conference April 14th. I am going to be Facebook living. Like, I don't know, is that how you say it? I'll be live on Facebook for my two talks that I'll be giving at uh, Nice and Contact Interactions. Number one is on the how we use CX1, which is the omni-channel platform, and some of the, I guess, cool concepts and, and techniques that we use from an omni-channel standpoint. And then uh, the next talk, which will be on that Wednesday. So the first talk's Tuesday the 15th, I believe. The second talk is Wednesday the 16th. And we'll be talking again more on the on the speech analytics. And I know that that was a pretty heavy heavily downloaded episode here uh, on the geek as well when we when we kind of talked about those speech analytics so I'll have more on that um, check on the either on LinkedIn or Facebook as well we'll, we'll start to, to publish some stuff if you're interested in just kind of watching or, or getting at least the kind of the downloaded uh, recording of, of that talk or those two talks so again thank you guys uh, very much and I will uh, I'll talk to you next week thank you for listening to the geek
This has been advice from a call center geek. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the show so you're the first to hear next week's episode. Jam-packed with actionable takeaways you can implement ASAP. Chime in with your thoughts on the episode on Twitter at from underscore geek and on Instagram at call underscore center underscore geek. Also, take a look at our contact center operations book by the same name, Advice from a Call Center Geek on Amazon. This podcast is sponsored by ExpediaUSA.com. 